Great. Thanks, Ben. So we're going to be looking together today at Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. And the passage is the Good Samaritan. It goes like this. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour? to the man who fell into the hands of robbers. The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So here at St. Thomas's, as we follow Jesus together, it is our absolute desire to build community and love our city of Newcastle. And Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37, shows us God's radical love for us and how it empowers us as followers of Jesus to show this exact love to everyone in this city and region. And if we follow Jesus, build community and love Newcastle, the overflow of that is loving all parts of our city and region. C.S. Lewis said this when talking about the transformation of society, something we've, we've been hearing about so far today. He said, I cannot really carry it out till I love my neighbour as myself. And I cannot learn to love my neighbour as myself till I learn to love God. And I cannot learn to love God except by learning to obey him. Now in this parable, we see that Jesus he loves us radically. You know, the typical Sunday school teaching of this passage actually isn't the full story because there's so much more than to being a good neighbour. Jesus is communicating in this passage his radical love for you and for me and that he expects us to share that radical love to overflowing with all the people we do life with. So what does the story of the Good Samaritan mean for us, you and me, as we seek to follow Jesus? It means absolutely everything 
If we're serious about living a life of love that doesn't just remain constrained within us, but instead infiltrates all of society and every person living in it. It's got to infiltrate every geographical sphere of the world. You see, loving our neighbour is God's strategy for letting the whole world know that Jesus is Lord. Loving our neighbour is quite simply the overflow of us loving God. Real love flows from our hearts, which is why it's often difficult sometimes for us to love certain individuals. Because if we ourselves do not know that we are loved, it's hard for us to love. We love others when we know how deeply we are loved. And so today we're going to explore together three things. The first one is asking ourselves, who is my neighbour? Secondly, asking what does it mean for me to be a good neighbour? And thirdly and lastly, how do we respond as good neighbours today? So let's look at who is my neighbour? Well, if we look at the English definition, it means those who are nigh, near, near us. People besides, other than our family, who we see on a regular basis. In Hebrew, the word for neighbour is sakhan, which means one who, is, who resides in a geographically proximate relationship to another. In reality, if we're being honest, our neighbours are those people, everyone around us. Now here's the, here's the key, they don't have to be like us. Our neighbours are those near us. And Jesus in this parable, he turns it on its head, the understanding of who our neighbour is. You see, some people thought that they were people who were socially and culturally and, uh, and um, uh, politically like them. But the problem with that understanding is that people could essentially choose who they wanted their neighbours to be, either to accept them or ignore their needs based on what pleased them or promoted their own interests rather than just loving them for being their neighbour. And you see, this ideology presents a real problem for us. It presents a great injustice. And so here Jesus uh, is asked by a law expert, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And here lies the problem. What must I do? Now one thing we need to be clear on is that the message of Jesus and his life is that salvation comes by grace and through faith in him alone. And what Jesus does is he exposes this man. He says, you know the law. Well, what is it? Love God, love your neighbour, do this and you will live. But the problem with this is that who actually has ever fully done that? The answer is no one. And what the teacher wanted to do was to justify himself. In verse 29, well, we can't justify ourselves. Only Jesus can do that. He asks, who is my neighbour? Define neighbour for me. In other words, he's saying, Jesus, please just tell me who to love and I will do it. 
and I'll know what I need to do in order to inherit eternal life. You see, he just wanted to make eternal life more achievable. He thought he could earn salvation. And so what Jesus does in return is he tells a story about a Samaritan who shows the, the comprehensive love and mercy of God to a Jew in need, even as his own fellow Jews pass him by. And the shock, the real shock of this story is that the listeners would have expected Jesus to say that a Samaritan was in the road and that lots of Samaritans passed the Samaritan by. However, Jesus, he flips it on its head and he says to the man, there's a Jewish man in the road and he's dying and fellow Jews are walking past and doing nothing. And a Samaritan, who is actually an enemy of the Jews, they wanted to kill each other, risks everything, including his own life, his safety, to rescue the Jewish man. Now this, when we understand it, actually proves that Jesus is not giving the teacher something to do. He is saying to the teacher, you actually are the one in the road. You can't save yourself. You can't justify yourself because you need saving by someone who owes you nothing. And we can't do the saving. I.e. what Jesus is saying is, I am the good Samaritan. Jesus is the great Samaritan. Jesus is our neighbour. And so secondly, let's look at what does it mean for us to be a good neighbour? Well, let's take a look at verse 36. Jesus asks, which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell in the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Friends, we've all fallen into the hands of robbers. We often choose, don't we, on a daily basis, a life that steals us away from living close to the great neighbour who is Jesus. Yet Jesus shows us great mercy. What's he done? He gave his life so that we could be free. We were the one in the road and Jesus would have been totally justified just to have walked on by and ignore us, forget us but he didn't. What does Jesus say? Verse 38, he says to the teacher, go and do likewise. You see, this is what empowers us to love our neighbour. The call of those of us that have received this, this radical neighbouring from Jesus is now to go into the world and show this love to others. Not to earn salvation, but in response to our salvation. So the question now is, what does this mean for you and I as good neighbours on this Eden Sunday? What does it mean for us to be a good neighbour? Well, it means doing likewise in the place that God has called us to live and to be. And guess what? By being with us today on this Eden Sunday from St Thomas's here in Newcastle, all of us together are involved in Eden. 
We're doing it together as a church family because we know that Jesus has neighbored us. And as we look around and see what God, where God is working, we see the need and our response is to go. Now the reality is for all of us, our neighbors are those who we live near. You see, when we choose to live in a particular place, and for, for Joel and Alicia, they're choosing to live in Biker, they're not only choosing geography, they are choosing people. God calls us to places and he calls us to people. And we've learned that, we've discovered it together, haven't we, over the past four weeks as we've explored the book of Jonah together. And so as we join in with what God is already doing in Biker and launch this Eden team, members of our church family here at St. Thomas's are choosing to move and live alongside new neighbours. And likewise, they are choosing to be neighbours to a new community. You see, being a good neighbour is a choice because it is born out of love for others. And it often involves us going out of our way, from helping someone out who is in need, to taking risks, often at a great cost to ourselves. This could be financially, sacrificing our own comfort, missing out on material possessions and the things that the world tells us we should have, being accepted and praised by others. But that isn't all because it's full of abundant blessings and it's beautifully rich when we make that sacrifice to be a good neighbour. You see, be, being a good neighbour is the call of a missionary because Jesus' heart is to impact our communities, all of our communities around the world with his love and he has chosen his church as St Thomas's to join in and be part of that. Now, if we're being honest here at St. Thomas's, being a city centre church, one of the challenges we face of that is shifting from the mindset of being a come to us church and instead being a community that intentionally engages with what God is already doing. And that's why today we celebrate all that Joel, Alicia and the, the youth team are doing. On Friday nights, they're out in Biker working with the community joining in with what's already happening and resourcing the church in mind. You see, planting an Eden team in Biker, it isn't just a nice fancy project of ours. It isn't a box ticking exercise. It's something that's developed organically out of relationship, out of love for one another. As friendships have been developed and as friendships grow. It's us, St. Thomas's and mine, working together, living together, choosing to be part of all that God's doing in Micah, Biker. <laughs> you know, it's about us choosing to be good neighbours. To be good neighbours to those already living in Biker. Why? Because the love of Jesus compels us to do that. So here's 
the challenge for us all today. How do we respond as good neighbours? Well, as I said, all of us are involved. Whoever goes will still be part of St. Thomas's. We're all called to pray. We're all called to send. And some will be called to be sent and to move, just like Joel and Alicia are. But I'd like to remind us all that every one of us who follows Jesus, it's likely that we all started our Christian life by asking the same question as the law expert. What must I do to eternal, uh, inherit eternal life? And who is my neighbour? You see, each one of us is the teacher of the law in this parable. We all try to justify ourselves. But here's the thing. Jesus stepped into the road of our life when we needed rescuing and not only risked his life, but he gave his life when we didn't deserve it so that we could be free and free to love our neighbour. Do you, re you recognise yourself in this parable? I do. Yes, of course we recognise ourselves in this parable. And that should compel us now to respond. So how do we respond? Well, I think there's two simple ways we can all respond today. And the first one is this. Maybe by saying for the first time even that Jesus, you are my great neighbour. You know, in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul says, we are dead in sin, but came alive when he rose, when he, God, rose Christ from the dead. You know, we're saved by grace. We're all like the man in the road. And just as Tim Keller says, when Jesus came into our dangerous world, he came down our road. And though we had been his enemies, he was moved with compassion by our plight. He came to us and saved us, not merely at the risk of his life, as in the case of the Samaritan, but at the cost of his life. On the cross, he paid a debt we could never have paid ourselves. We discover that the good Samaritan in this story is Jesus. Jesus is the great Samaritan to whom the good Samaritan points to. And in order for us, for you and I to be good neighbours, we first need to recognise that we have been neighboured by Jesus. Then, loving our neighbour isn't to earn his love, but as a response of his love. It's an overflow of his love for us. A lady called Dorothy Day, who is an American uh, Christian and a social activist, she once said this, I really love, or, or really only love God as much as I love the person I love the least. I really only love God as much as I love the person I love the least. Now there's a challenge for us all today. Eden is a product of the overflow of St. Thomas, mine, brothers and sisters, knowing that Jesus 
first loved us. That's how it's come about. And secondly, you and I, every one of us can get involved in this. And it's so exciting. Surely we all want to be part of this in some way. We can all pray, as Alicia said, and we can all love. Maybe you're here today and you've just heard some of the amazing stories so far. You've been stirred and challenged. Well, you might be considering yourself moving to be part of the Eden team, moving to Biker and to be part of that wonderful com community there. If that is you, we'd love uh, to hear from you. But we also have a prayer journal that we'd love to bless you with, uh, sent to us by the Message Trust. And we can send this to you in the post. You can um, drop us a message, uh, send me an email, lee at stthomas.church, and we'll make sure you get one of these. And it's a 12-day prayer journal. And this takes you through a whole process of reflecting uh, and seeking God's discernment on your life, whether it, it is for you uh, to be part of the Eden team and to move to Biker. If not, you can simply pray. Pray for those who are moving to be part of the team. You can give financially. You know, this is going to take about £100,000 over the next five years from St Thomas's to invest in this wonderful initiative. We believe God will provide for this to happen. And for all of us, wherever we are today, we can all choose we can choose to get on with loving our neighbour. You know, God might not be asking you to move to Biker, but he might be opening your eyes to those who are already around you. We all have our Edens. Not all of us are going to move to Eden Biker, but we all have neighbours, whether that's in our halls of residence, our families, where I live, our workplaces, where is your Eden? Just to end with, John Mark Comer in his book Garden City says this, We're called, we're all called, it's there. That's the kind of world we're called to make. After all, we're just supposed to continue what God started in the beginning. So will you join in with Eden where God has called you in Biker or wherever it is he has placed you. We're all part of it. We're all involved together. Amen.